Shut up and sit down. Welcome to Microbrood Sports. I'm Alex, here with my boy Pete again. What's up, guys? Usual suspects here. Uh, coming off some good stuff here in sports. <sighs> Eagles keep rolling. I mean, I guess good for you. <laughs> uh, Jets? I, I, mean, I didn't have a good week. No, Good yeah. weekend. I mean, Eagles, I'll take the Eagles start over uh, any other crap going on in my life because I did have to witness a uh, terrible Sixers game in person on Wednesday. Yeah, so... For anybody who doesn't know, the Sixers lose at the buzzer to Eric, Eric Gordon made a three. And they call it a timeout before the shot. Oh, yeah, this happened. Alex snaps out that Harden will miss and the Sixers will win because he was at the game. Well, what do you know? Life happens and Alex <laughs> is wrong. The next snap said, never mind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was great. Yeah. I got some uh, shit for being a jinx. But... uh where the L proud, buddy? Yeah, we're gonna get on to all this stuff though. But first, let's let's. Uh, what are we drinking here, Pete? What do you got? Yeah, I got a beer from New Belgium. New Belgium, probably in the top three breweries, like favorite breweries for me. I can't say brewery. Um, it sounds like you're getting a cold there. I know, um, but it, this is their uh, their Belgian collection. It's their triple Belgian style ale, and God damn it, do I love a triple Belgian ale? Yeah. This is delicious. What, what kind were you drinking last week? That was a quad. Okay. Quad ale. This yeah. is a triple. Soon we're going to get a quintuple ale in there. And, and I might just die on set. <laughs> <laughs> How about you? Uh, all right, so I'm going to say this wrong. It's H-E-L-L-E-S. Hellas? Hellas. Okay. Uh, it's a victory because, you know, that's how we do in Philly. Birds win. Yep. Uh, Alex drinks a victory. Yep. Again, uh, the joke was that I'm going to run out of different victories I haven't had. And that's only because... They don't have that many. <laughs> I mean, they need at least 15, no. right? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> um, oh. But, uh, yeah, so Victory Hellas. Uh, it's a lager, and it's a modest 4.8%, so pretty easy drinking. Yeah. And, I mean, uh, I feel like any beer drinking is what a lager tastes like, right? So, yeah. in the Yingling, so so Yingling family. And, uh, yeah, I like it. So, it's gone down pretty good so far. I'm about yeah. a third of the way already, probably. Yeah, this my beer reminds me of just like a Belgian white, a white ale or a white IPA if you've ever had, not an IPA, a white ale. Very good. I'm okay. gonna enjoy it. It's eight and a half percent. It's gonna be yummy. Where's yours from? New Belgium, which is I don't even know where that is from. Um, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to get on that though at some point. But uh, Colorado. Okay. Let's uh let's start off with a little baseball here. We're gonna work our way to uh, some basketball and then finish with a lot of football stuff. Right. But uh, we got a lot of managerial stuff going on. We do. Well, yeah. I mean, fresh... Girardi not coming back. That kind of blindsided me a little bit. I mean, it's the Yankees, so there's always drama. Well, going there around. was talk that he might not want to come back. There was talk we didn't want him back. But it seems like today that we just decided not to bring him back. Yeah. That I don't know how open of a conversation. Well, at least they haven't disclose this yet of how much he wanted to come back but we just said nah we're good thanks so i will say this i've been a critic of joe girardi for you know maybe over managing at times but i will say he's basically everything i want in a manager in this modern day of baseball 
he is an, he takes an analytical approach to the game, and that's something I appreciate and want to see when in the next manager. So I'm not a fan of this firing because I don't know who we're going to get right. as a replacement. That's and my just biggest. Technically, thing. not a firing. It's his contract. Was right. Like, yeah, yeah. It's it's not a fire. It's a let it, you know, letting go. Whatever. Yeah. But I'm not very excited about this because we there's not a replacement guy well, that I see that's like, oh yeah, that's the guy we gotta get. Right. So Well I It's a lot know. harder in baseball too from like not being uh uh like actually inside the team to decide who you want. It's always just kinda like, oh, okay, we'll see how this goes when they make a hire. Yeah. Like in football, at least there's more like, uh, okay, this guy's an offensive guy. Yeah, there's schemes. This is yeah, this guy's knows, a defensive yeah. guy. Whatever. Um, so it's always hard for me to really, I I always just have to withhold judgment until I see him do something stupid or something I like. But um, I'm I was really surprised. I thought that Girardi did a really good job just from again like this is my outsider perspective yeah. here. Um, like it's New York, it's the Yankees, so there's always gonna be a, a lot of pressure. And I mean, he handled the. You're expected to win phase of yep. the Yankees. He handled the rebuild phase of the Yankees. He also well. he also handled a year in which Travis Hafner, Vernon Wells, Lyle Overbay played a shit ton of games for us, yeah. and we went 500. We have never been under 500 right. since, since I've been alive, yeah. 1992 until now. We've never been under 500, even with those guys playing all those games. Right, and he handled A-Rod's ego. Yep. He handled Jeter's whole last season. Yep. He handled Moe's last season. Yeah, and I mean, he came in in 08, and we missed the playoffs the first time. Right. In Next year. World next year, Series. World Series. I mean, we brought in All right. Sabathia to share Burnett. Yeah, a lot but, of brought but in. Still, but still. You're always dealing with egos. You're always dealing with media. You're always dealing with expectations out the wazoo when and, you were the Yankees. And I thought he did a really good job. It's actually pretty impressive if you think about it, though, just even lasting 10 seasons with the Yankees. Yeah, it is. I mean, in baseball in general, it's... Something. I mean, look at John Farrell. He got the axe. He won two World Series. Well, the, right? fu- the funny thing, uh, I think. I or no, really... Tito was there in 07. Okay. He won a World Series in 13, not right. that long ago. And, He's uh, out. The, well, that's the funny thing with baseball is a lot of people that lose their jobs are the guys that coached in the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. Yeah. Like it's almost Dusty a higher Baker's percentage, out. Higher percentage yeah. of people get fired that were just in the playoffs than uh Yeah. And, I mean, the thing the thing that concerns me even more is I, th- like, I really think the players – like Girardi, and he's been there for this young group coming up, and I don't know. I'm just a hesitant to like see who we're going to get to bring in because we have these young guys. Right. We had such a great team chemistry. We weren't supposed to be there yet. No, yeah, and that's we're, the, and we're we're a game away from going to the World Series. Like I just don't. I'm not a fan of it. That's the not thing that makes no sense to me is that if if I told you before the season, hey, you guys are going to go to Game Seven at ALCS. Tickled. Complete overachievement. Yes. And you're going to fire, well, again, not fire, but not bring him back. Yeah. I, yeah. What What are they upset about? I don't understand. It's got to be him. It's, it's front office. It, it has to be him and Cashman just not getting along. Yeah. And, I mean, one like thing personal. I will say, one thing I will say, I'm a Cashman truther, so, like, I'm believing this guy. So, I mean, whatever. He probably knows more than I, obviously, he knows more than I do, but, <laughs> but like, uh, I, don't I believe we'll in Cashman. We'll have him on the pod. And yeah. We'll, we'll find out. Yeah. <laughs> but, I love Brian Cashman. I think he's by far a top-flight general manager and has had to deal with so much shit, and he's finally getting to do it his way right. with the young guys again instead of having to answering to an ownership which wants to just win, win, try to win every year and deal away all those young guys for right. like proven veterans. So 
But yeah, I'm just, I'm, I'm just, I don't understand like who we're gonna replace him with. That's right. the, my big thing. Who's the guy like that we have to get? Right. And I mean, if if game game six, game six was our chance to take the series. Oh, if you well, that's the to ridiculous be, we had to be, thing we had to too. Beat Verlander, but it was our ch- it was our chance to take it, and we had him on the ropes in the seventh inning. Yeah. He he walked the first two guys and went down three zero to Aaron Hicks. Questionable call for his strike one, and the rest. As soon as we got that, I'm like, damn well, it, we're done. Here's the thing, though. I mean, game seven, I didn't think we were let me done. Paint, but let me paint a bad. picture for you here. You guys win game seven, go to the World Series. Is there any chance in hell that this know. happens? I don't know. I don't think there is. Like, how do you go to the World Series for a team that was quote unquote rebuilding? I don't know. And you don't bring the manager but, back, and it's like one game. Like, get the fuck out. This is such. I know. A terrible it doesn't. It doesn't make. It doesn't make any sense, but at the same time, like, is it that much difference between where we got to and where we, like, okay, so we get to the World Series? Like, I don't see, like, that big of a... You got swept and embarrassed in the World Series. I don't don't see, like, it's that big of a leap, so, like, would it have mattered? This was going to happen no matter what? Well, here's the thing, is that I think baseball managers have one of the smaller says on the outcome of games as opposed to any other oh, yeah. four major sports yeah. coaches. So Especially the, even in the AL. Yeah, oh less, my god. In the AL, less. yeah. In the NL, at least you got pitchers to deal with, and when you want to pinch hit, and yada Double yada. switches, but, blah, blah, blah. Uh, yeah, so it, it, at the end of the day, it's not the world's biggest deal. It's not as big a deal as, say, like the Eagles or Jets switching head coaches or right. something. But I don't know. I We agree. Yankees fan perspective agrees it's not a good idea. I mean, a lot of Yankees fans... perspective says it's not. A lot of Yankees idea. fans are very excited because Girardi... They've been calling for Girardi for a couple of years now. I'm not, I'm not I'm not that way. Well, what about the Phils here? So, same thing. They're going through... Guess uh, who's available? Chase Utley. Joe Girardi. <laughs> yeah, no. Chase isn't available yet. Uh, I was hoping this... Uh, finalist list wouldn't come out until after Chase's season was done. And uh, Well, you know he's the front runner for the Yankee job. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I, I texted you this earlier, but yeah. I would be... I actually wouldn't care. At that point, it would be so worth it just to see you <laughs> writhe in pain watching him manage the Yankees that I would be so happy. I would become a huge Yankee supporter at that point, to be honest. I mean, obviously, I'm a Phillies fan, but uh, <laughs> on the side there, as long as I'm not playing the Phillies, I'd be like, come on, Chase. But uh, anyways, the Phillies put out... or They didn't really put this out. Sources put out "Quote unquote sources um, that the Phillies have a finalist list of basically uh, Dusty Watham, Watham, Wathan, Wathan, yeah, however you say it. Um, he's a Triple A manager. Um, I didn't fact check myself here, but I believe he's the Double A manager like two years ago, and then came up to Triple A. Okay, and uh, so he's been with the young core kind the of whole the whole way up. So, yeah. yeah, he's got some real familiarity there. Yeah, and supposedly they all like him. Now he has had a, a incidents, I guess you want to call it." of him benching Nick Williams for not hustling, which I, I like. I used to like when Charlie Manuel would bench Jimmy Rollins for not hustling. you got to gotcha. put your foot down somewhere there. But Nick Williams has done nothing but hustle. Like, he's been a, a tryhard in the MLB. Yeah. I think I've been over this. You and I have been over this. But I think he was just bored in the minors. Does um, happen. Yeah. Happens. Um, but anyways, so he's one guy. He'd be an in-house kind of guy. I like it from the standpoint if – if the players already like him, I'm assuming they like him. I don't know. Maybe they hate his guts. But um, if the players already like him, he already has a chemistry there. There's some familiarity. I think that's probably a good idea. Um, again, he's no Chase Utley. But, uh, and then the other one they said 
the sources say was a finalist was uh, Gabe Kapler. He's kind of a hot name. I've heard his name in a couple. Right. I ne- think he never managed. I think he was in in on the Red Sox as well. Interviewed for them. Okay, and again, this is baseball, not football, so it's not like never coached is the biggest deal, right? Which is kind of why I'm pushing the Chase Elliott thing. But uh, yeah, he never never coached, but he's in the Dodgers front office of uh, player de- player development, right? And I guess his like uh, calling cards are. Like he's big on fitness and analytics. Yep, yeah, which analytical are, guy. Right, big time analytical. And guy. so, um, I guess those are two like behind the scenes edges that he could help right a team with. So, I mean, I don't know. Again, he's never been a manager, so I can't point to anything that he's done or whatever. But I mean, obviously, he played. He was part of the. Uh, was he part of the '04 Red Sox? I hope not. <laughs> I think he was. <laughs> I know he was with them at some point. I, I just remember him but playing for the Tigers. I think he played like twelve years in the league. Um. So that's that, and then I guess Farrell, the got Red Sox interview. GM, yeah, got With an interview guys. too, like last minute. So I guess he might be in there as a wild card. I mean, that one wouldn't turn me on quite as much, but he's all right. That just seems lame. Yeah, like he got that job because he was the pitching coach for Boston when Tito was there. I'm pretty sure John Farrell was the pitching coach, wasn't he? Or no, did he leave? He left and went and managed the Blue Jays. He was the pitching coach for Tito. Left to manage the Blue Jays. Yeah. Came back as man. Might have to fact check you on that, but no, I'm almost like 100 percent sure now. Yeah, that sounds right. Um, but yeah, so I don't know. I I guess if uh, you're gonna make me pick, I want to go with uh, Dusty Wathen. Yeah, Wathen. Is that how we're gonna say? I don't know. I'm going Wathen. Nathan with a W. Okay, let's go that. Anyways, I'd go with him. I guess just because of the familiarity and all that stuff. Um, but hey, what do I know? So let's move on a little basketball. Um, Fultz, there's been this freaking chaos going on. Yeah. Phil, Philly doctors, yet again. Oh, my God, dude. We're cursed. It's every rookie. It will forever, from now until the end of time, be every rookie. Yeah. But, uh, so he's got this shoulder problem, and I'm sure that anyone who's listening to this probably is a big enough Sixers fan to realize what's been going on here, and... His basically the reason why we trade up to get him, and the reason why he was the number one pick, shooter. Yeah, he can shoot. He can shoot. He do can things off the, the dribble. Floor. Yeah, and he can also cut the hoop. But he's kind of like a do all. But like it was like, wow, this guy with this skill set. He would can be labeled still... a dual, a dual, like a, a a combo guard. He can right. he can handle the ball, but he can come off like he can come off, run off the ball and shoot. Well. Right, like he can bring the ball up as a point guard. Sure, he or can be, he can play off the ball. Right, he could be. So and that you, was the if you want Simmons to handle the ball. He could take right, part-time duties of that. Because we already had Simmons on the roster, and because right. Simmons kind of wanted to be the point guard, and that's what Brett Brown was going for. It was. It looked like wow, Fultz can play the point when Simmons isn't there. Can play yeah. off the ball. Yeah, yeah, great. Dude hasn't attempted a three-point shot in, I believe, it was three games that he played, right. and uh, three or four games he played. Hasn't even attempted the mid-range shots of like ten feet that he has tried. Look disgusting. Yeah, I believe he's two for four from the line. The two he missed were even the two he made were ugly. Yeah. Like, it looks gross. It seriously looks like you took your girlfriend who has no background in basketball and you just went and shot around with her to mess around, and that's fault. Like, it just looks like. Can I also say ass. if you also took a wrestler? Because if you ever went. Wrestler, in, that's in a good high, one too. That's better. That's actually better. In high school, I just remember. No, wrestlers have no hand Wrestlers just cannot shoot a basketball. They're like, no. what is this round thing? Yeah. And why the fuck am I. I had a roommate it? in college. Shout out to Brett. He was a high school wrestler. and... He was but, a good football player. But Gator could, could not play. shoot. No, not. Ah, oh, yeah, you're right. Wow. 
Gator could play. Anyway, re- overall. Yeah. Good job. He's, gener- he's the exception. Yeah, he is the exception. Generalization, though. Wrestlers suck at basketball. Gator could play. Um, yeah, so yeah, that's what he is. He's a, he's a wrestler. So he's out there trying to wrestle guys, and it's just not working. Yeah. And he just he looks like shit. And it got to the point where people people were panicking about this before the regular season started, actually. Yeah. And uh, Well, the free throw form, for Christ's sake. Yeah, holy shit. Looks, and, looks uh, well, at first the theory was... He, it's in his head, and he's got the yips of the line, but in the game when he doesn't have time to think about it, he's going to be like Chuck Knobloch, he's just going to do it. Yeah. And, uh... Turns it, out there's something no. on the shoulder. Yeah, so he got a... So then his agent goes, hey, he got fluid drained <sighs> what from a his mess. shoulder. What a mess. Then he backtracks, because in reality, he got a cortisone shot, which is literally fluid, fluid being put into your shoulder. Yeah. Which is, like, for inflammation, whatever. So there's obviously something wrong, because they felt they need to give him a cortisone shot, but they... The Sixers looked at it. Uh, second opinion people looked at it. There's nothing structurally wrong. Yeah. Like, they just said uh, physical therapy, like, rest. And here's the here's my big question when I listen to this. In what world have we lived in where the Sixers have been trying to push guys to play? Yeah. What the hell? Just let him sit. Well, You're in no rush. You really aren't in a rush. Well, then Colangelo comes out and has a press conference about it. And the hilarious thing is, like, I'm a big Sam Hinkie process guy. I'm huge on it. Yeah, I agree. I, so, it's a shame he was fired. Right. He resigned, but yeah, pushed well, out. Right. He was okay. Yeah. He, I just yeah. want to make sure that Technically, people Technically, you're understand. right. He, yeah. he resigned, but by all... He was shoved out the door. Yeah, he was, but anyways, one of the big reasons why this kind of change happened to Colangelo was because Hinkie was so bad, and his whole, like, front office was so bad at handling these, like, PR things. Yeah. It was always just a nightmare. And you thought that the Sixers would get ahead. They're even worse now. It's just like, so Clanjo comes out and has a press conference, and he basically suggested that it's possible that Fultz hurt his shoulder trying to change his form, as opposed to his form being changed because he hurt his shoulder. And it's like, I don't know Dude, what's going on nightmare. here. And the other thing is, like, the agent saying he can't lift his shoulder or the ball oh, above his this, shoulder, which yeah. is obviously an exaggeration and a lie because we've seen him do it. Yeah. And, like, <laughs> if you're Fultz, like, and the other thing that makes me skeptical about the whole thing, like, I don't know what to think, is because uh, Fultz, like, you watch him, and it's not like he's wincing in pain when he shoots. Yeah. I mean, it looks ugly as hell, but it's not like he's like, ah, like, and he must be telling them, hey, I can go out and play, I'm fine. But he's clearly hurting the team. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what his plus minus is for the it's year, but I remember it's minus a lot. It's not good. He hasn't played well at all. Yeah. Uh, I think I saw the, de- the defensive metrics have him as like a positive defensively, but um, yeah, my God. The whole thing is just a fucking mess. And then fast forward to the Rockets game where he sits. Um, I believe that was the first game he sits. That's the one I'm in attendance. And uh, he's supposed to miss three games, minimum. But I'll, you heard it here first. It's going to be a lot more than three. I guarantee it. This is what happened with like Embiid. Oh, like he'll be ready in a week. And yeah, would, play the wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, I say we don't see him until like December. That's my prediction. Oh my god! But uh, it's a pretty long time. Yeah, we'll see. Um, anyways, what happens is then the Sixers, and this is why I'm not worried about the one and four yet. I'm still taking the over on the thirty-five or thirty-nine and a half. Um, other than a small stretch in the second quarter where we looked like shit, the Sixers dominated that game. For the first, what, 45 minutes? 46 minutes? And then with a minute 39 left, our youth just completely showed up. And the veteranness and awesomeness of like guys like but Harden. Can I just explain to you? That's how basketball works. Right. A lot of times. Your well, youth shows up in those moments. Right. And that's why I didn't But it's going to get playoffs. better. Um, well, sure, it'll get a little up, bit better. We were up a, 
Uh, eight points with a minute 39 left. Yeah, that's really hard to lose. Yeah. That was really funny. Eight points, <laughs> minute 39 left, and they were at the line shooting two. Yeah. They sink two, so it's now it's a minute 39 up six points. Dude, just get a fucking... Oh. And the last last possession for the Sixers, they go down and then get a fucking shot off. And that's where... Harden blocked... Um, who did he block? Harden blocked Bayless? Yeah. yeah. Simmons was trying to do stuff. He didn't have anything there. He passed off to Bayless. Bayless well, that, that's part, part of the problem, though, in those kind of situations where... Well, I guess that's never mind. You were ahead, you were ahead, so it's not that big of a deal. But, but like, I in my head, like I'm thinking like when when Simmons is dribbling like that, and it's a late game situation, you know, you need like a three or something. You're playing off of him. That's part of that's an issue. But this doesn't apply because you guys were up. Yeah, um, you gotta be trying to get to the line at that point, which I guess Bayless was, but Harden just made a nice block. Yeah, where I'm getting at with this long roundabout way of me saying, we win that game in my opinion if Fultz is healthy, because. And I don't think that's a big stretch because we lost by one. But because you think about it, between Embiid, Simmons, and Fultz, who are the core, obviously. Yeah. The natural scorer, at least for what we think Fultz is instead of this wrestler that he became. <laughs> but, like, the natural scorer of the bunch is Fultz. So you would think he'd be the last shot guy. Unless you want to set up a play where Embiid gets the ball in the post or whatever. Yeah, I, that's what I'm more shocked about is that there, Embiid wasn't the guy with the ball. Right. Well... Throughout Jared the, Bayless is the one the taking game, the last shot. Well, it wasn't designed. It was a broken play. I, I understand that, but, but it's still weird. Right. It should, um, there should be better Throughout design. the game, I mean, and throughout the short season so far, Simmons has pretty much gotten a lane at will. So I guess that's what was being thought of. Yeah. But the problem is you can dribble out there all you want. No one's respecting it until you shoot a couple. Yeah. yeah there was one at the middle of the game where it was right on top of the key, like a perfect – nobody was in, within seven feet. They were playing off of him. And I was I looked over to Charlie, my brother, who was there with, and I was like, Dude, just just shoot it once. See what happens. Because like, if you just shoot that one and make it, then at least for the rest of tonight, they're gonna have to respect it. They little. might. Yeah, and yeah, they might. And dude, like at that point when there's no one within six, seven feet of you, like it's practice. Just pretend you're in the gym. Just yeah, shoot it. Not that easy. You don't have to it's jump. It's a game. It's a game. It's not that I easy. I get it. But, but anyways, that's the state of the Sixers right now. Kind one and four. A a mess, Still processing. Yeah. Hey, it's all right. I'm not panicking yet. We played a lot of good teams. If we had lost some of those four losses to like the Nets or other shit ass teams, well, the Nets, hell, they beat the Cavs, man. They They're did. ready to go. Right, but but uh, one thing I will say, you beat Detroit, which is a team which I think you'll be. They're going to be in that mix. They're going to be in the mix for seven, eight, nine, right. which is right so, where I would anticipate you guys being. So those are the kind of teams where I'm real curious on what we're going to do, and that was a solid win. As far as teams like the Rockets, and again, who we beat up on for most of the game. I'm not too concerned we lose to teams like that. I'm not too concerned if we lose to the Celtics. I'm not too concerned if we lose to the Wizards because I think they're a notch above. Well, all, 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 all three of those teams you just mentioned should be top three seeds in their conference. Right. So we've had all a right, tough I mean, schedule. Yeah. It is so far, who's up next, you know, off the top of your head? I don't know off the top of my head. I That's can right. bring it up while you start talking about some Mavs stuff. Yeah, I mean, the Mavs, there's not much to talk about, really. They started off 0-3, uh, got a W last night against Memphis. Played Memphis tonight again. Took an L. It's gonna be. It's gonna be a long season. I mean, I think. I mean, Dennis Smith has only played in three games, and I think it's one of those things where they're not gonna rush him because they, like I've said before, they need more talent. Yeah. For whatever reason, they have not been able to attract any kind of talent to play like to play with Dirk, even when Dirk was being, you know, close Dirk. close to the MVP. Dirk, like the best player. Oh, look at this! Best player Dirk's gotten to play with. Eh. Is probably prime Jason Terry. 
Next Sixers game at the Mavs. Hey, <laughs> what's up? Somebody's gonna be two and four, and somebody's gonna be one and five. Uh, we're it's at the Mavs. Yeah, at the Mavs, eight thirty on Saturday. Huh? We'll, we'll have a spread out on it. I don't think. Nah, we'll think about it. I would anticipate the Mavericks are like two point favorites. You just want to do straight up, some kind of bet. Yeah, sure. Why not? You want to change the the beer for next pod on the Sixers, or do we just want to do spreads? Let's add that into the spreads. So six games this week. Oh, okay. Yeah, I like that. It's, we're just taking it straight up, though. We're not okay. gonna, doing the spread. Okay. Obviously, just, I got Sixers. You got Mass. Obviously. There we go. All right. Lovely. Yeah, that's fun. All right. That's gonna be a fun one because we have that. That'll be a good test for you guys to see where you're at, honestly. Because it's not that we're any good, but we we have veterans on the team, mm-hmm. and we can play a professional basketball game. I mean, we have Harrison Barnes, we have Wesley Matthews, we have Dirk. Yeah, my boy New Orleans. Yeah, and who I think needs to play more. Oh, why is he not playing more? Well, the last it's two games you're playing Dirk. At the, the last five. two games he started actually with Dirk. Okay, so they're they're playing him more, and I think we need to continue to I work think him in. He's just a highly underrated player. Like, why was he sitting out there as a restricted free agent all year, not getting well, offers? Well, the thing is, he's. I mean, he is kind of what you want in today's NBA from a center. You want a guy who just defends the rim and rim runs, basically yeah. sets screens and gets dunks. Yeah. But, I mean that, I don't know. I don't know. I don't. Know. I, I'd I like, just think he's underrated. I'd like to see him play more. I know we got ripped off in that trade. You did. It was a great trade for us. So I'd like to see him play more. That's really where the Mavs are. I mean, it's probably going to be a long season. Hopefully we get a high draft pick to get some more talent in there to go with DSJ. But I kind of do like what I see from Dennis Smith. First game he had 10 assists, tonight he had 9 assists. Like He's getting involved. He's getting in the lane. He's athletic. You know, he'll average 15-ish points. There you go. It's nice. Yeah, seems I mean, like a quality player. We'll yeah, see. We'll see said, how good he can I've get. I said before, and I think I said it on last week's pod. I was a fan. If the Sixers stayed at three, that was the cut. That was the guy I wanted. So yeah, I think he's gonna be good. But uh, let's move on to some football. Let's do it. All right. So again, fun ass week for the Eagles. I was there on that one. You I were. need a break, man. I need to stop doing shit. Like I did. You've been to Philly twice in three days. Yeah. And I was at Penn State two and, days And you drove that. every single time, right? No, I didn't drive the Sixers game. Took a train? No, I was like, Charlie, you're driving. I was like, I just drove to State College. Take the train. There's a train like two miles away from you. Yeah, whatever. All right, anyway. Um, so anyways, uh, with your born attendance, uh, I went to the Eagles. We took the 34-24 win. Wentz really his coming out party. I mean, not that he hadn't come out before, but this is national television. He had... A fantastic game. Yeah. He in really a, did. In a game where the running game was almost non-existent. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, Wentz himself led the team in rushing with 63 yards. The rest of the team had 64. Right. Um, Wentz went 17 for 25. And I swear those eight incompletions must have been his first eight, eight passes. Like, at first it was like, ah, shit. And then it was just like he couldn't mess up. Yeah, the one was a punt. Yeah. That interception. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, he threw... Uh, 10.7 yards per attempt. Nice. Uh, four touchdowns, one pick. Sacked three times for 24-yard loss. Um, really just, he just showed up. He had yeah. that one scramble where completely dead play after Peters goes down with an injury, right. uh, which was part of that. Very big play, by the way. That, yeah, game in the bounce. I believe it was third and eight. It was. Um, and they, they just scored. It was only, a t- you guys were only up a touchdown. Yeah. and Very uh, big, very big play. Yeah. Third and eight, pocket completely collapses on him. Like, from all angles, it collapses. Right. 
And he's, you he's think he's down. Got, he's literally got nowhere to go. Yeah. He disappears in the pile, and then you see him pop out. And on the replays, you could actually see uh, Jason Kelsey grab him by the jersey and start trying to pull him out, too. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, and then he just pops out. And the funniest part was the one guy tackles him, and then he gets up just to flop around like a fish and, like, throws his hands on his head. And, like, you could just see their, their will was broken on yeah. that play. It really was. Um, big it, it was big, fantastic. Big mistake early on that drive by the Redskins, by the way. Which one? There was, one? They didn't challenge a, a Corey. I think it was a Corey Clement run. Okay. Like, on you didn't see this because it was on TV, but uh-huh. he was short. And everybody's like, wait, why aren't they challenging it? And they just didn't challenge it. I think I remember screaming, like, hurry up. Yeah, <laughs> and they line, weren't yeah. hurrying up. I'm like, wait, are they really not going to challenge that? Because, yeah. like, you could, like, they just showed it in slow-mo. He's, like, a yard short where the... Because he went... He ends up going out of bounds, but the ball is behind him. Okay, like and he's like clearly short, but Jay Gruden's just like, eh. I'm like, all right. I, I mean, can only imagine how bad that broadcast the, there, was with John announcing a Jay Gruden. Well, game. there's that between that and then seeing Wentz break that. It's just like, well, this is over. Yeah, you guys, it's your night. Yeah, for sure. So Wentz threw touchdowns to Ertz, which is becoming a regular thing. Right. Aguilar, which is even like, what the hell is life? Oh, uh, this beer's cold, by the way. I, I owe a, a warm one for that one. I said I believe it was first pod that if Aguilar's actually any good, I'll drink a warm yeah, beer. Yeah, you do owe me a warm beer. He's any good. I'm, He's any good. I give in. We Here we are, <laughs> fucking seven games in the year, and I give in. He's any good. He's any good. He's your what lead receiver. Happening? He's our best receiver. Now, let's see... It, He's only playing the slot now, and he's getting a lot of mismatches because once every time once sees hey, a linebacker, you got him in the right position. Yeah, anytime once he's linebacker on him, he's just like, okay, here it comes. But uh, okay, yeah, and then uh, the Mac Hollins touchdown. These yeah. were his two best. These last two ones. Well, I don't know about order, but just the, I have them written down here. Um, sixty-two point eight yards in the air that ball was, and it was actually the longest in the last two seasons. Wow, which I thought was a fun stat. That is fun. Yeah. I didn't think that was his best. I thought that was his third best touchdown. Well, okay, so that one was a dime, and then uh, the Clement one. The Clement that one is was, by, that that one is that by, was his best. That's the best touchdown, not of the year, but that was his best touchdown of the year. That's fantastic. He should have been sacked on the play. He gets out, and he, then as he throws, he gets hit. Yeah, and he throws a perfectly lofted ball to Clement just over the defender. And just, Clement makes a great. Catch. And it's funny. It's really funny. I remember picking him apart. I believe week one or two. On the same kind of throw to Aguilar, where Aguilar went in motion backward, like came in motion back and then went on like a flat out in the flat in the same kind of route, and he misses him mm-hmm. because he doesn't have the touch. Right. But yet this time, under pressure, this guy in his <laughs> face, perfect touch, Clement touchdown. Yeah. Yeah, that I mean, was really that was a really impressive throw. You, you can't say enough, honestly, about uh, how great once has been. But I'm curious, which one did you think was a better touchdown than the Aguilar or the Earth? I like the Aguilar one because. He actually audible to that. Okay, that, I yeah. thought that was an impressive little thing that he did. Yeah, and like okay, Matt Collins obviously it's a very it is an impressive touchdown. He to throw it that far, mm-hmm. but Matt Collins was rotting wide open. Right, that's the that's more the reason. But it I, was just right that it was right in stride, right into right, the red no, basket. It, it really was a dime. Being sixty-two, it really was a dime. I understand yeah. that, but I was just kind of more impressed to see that's a, fair. that the audible, like the Peyton Manning stuff. Yeah, on. I like that. Well, and then here's another fun nugget here for you. So this was an article on uh, NBC Sports, right? And it was about how Donovan McNabb last week said how he thinks all of his records are going to be broken by Wentz. And uh, so the article is basically comparing the two, and uh, I believe it was by Ruben Frank. And it was saying, like, how close is Wentz to being, like, the Eagles' greatest quarterback already? Obviously sounds like an overreaction article. But 
Uh, here's some fun <laughs> things for you, all right? Yeah. 17 touchdowns through seven games. Right, I know. That's Donovan Eagles. never did right, it. Right, right, right. Three touchdown passes in three straight games. Donovan never did that. Uh, and these are all things that Wentz obviously has done. Right. Uh, two four-touchdown games in a three-game span. Uh, McNabb didn't do that until his sixth season. Wentz obviously being in his second. Uh, passer rating of 90 or higher in five straight games. McNabb didn't do that until his eighth season. Uh, nine straight games with at least a touchdown pass and one or fewer interceptions. McNabb never did that. Uh, and Wentz is thrown for four touchdowns of 50 more or more yards in seven games this year. McNabb threw for four touchdowns of 50 or more yards. It took him 50 games. Uh, I think, mean, just some Do you think Carson finished stuff. there? Do you think he finished? Because you've been jerking him off for the last fucking Oh, no, he's there. not done, man. Jesus Christ. He's not done. Listen. This is going to go on for the next 12, 13 years. Oh, wow. That's great. <laughs> Record this, guys. No, he, he does look good. But one thing I wanted to ask... What is your opinion of Doug Peterson right now? Because I still am not very impressed by him. Yeah, here's the thing. Because I, my thing, let me just get this out quick. Okay. I think Wentz is just bailing your ass out. How many times? I realize you're a good third down team. Right. But you guys are in third down all, all the time. time. And it's like not a third and two. It's no, like it's third, third and five, eight, third and eight. It's like that is part of the scheme stuff. That has got to be, that's play calling. That's right. Overall, like strategy. Well, and I've been over this a million times with you, but somehow we find ourselves. I need to pay more attention on what we're doing on first down, I guess. But somehow we find ourselves in second and ten or second and nine and or screen. all the time. And every time it's a run or like oh, a screen or yeah. whatever, like, and then it's third and eight, and then yeah. it's just like, well, here's Wentz, and he just does his thing. Yeah, a lot of time to Ertz. I honestly, like, I honestly believe Wentz is bailing out Peterson. That could be part of. It. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna really I think, kill you on that one. I think there's a like a. There's been a big leap for Wentz, a big progression, and I think he's saving Doug Peterson's ass. Because from what I see, like I just don't like honestly, like what kind of like the offense, the offensive plan in that game, like wasn't that great? Yeah, I mean, it was just Wentz. It was seriously just Wentz making things happen. Yeah, I mean, he yeah, he just made a lot happen that game. But here's my thing with Peterson. I trash him all the time, like, in-game as far as, like, the second and long runs and uh, just, like, various things. Like, I, I hated the uh, fourth and eight earlier this year at, like, midfield. Yeah, that was that was uh, really silly. Yeah. And I can't think of a whole lot else off the top of my head, but I've never... I mean, it, it's one of those things It's a lot easier to trash somebody than it is to remember the times you agree with them. Yeah. But I think he deserves credit in that they're six and one, and I just think... Not all of that can be Wentz bailing them out and all that. Like, I think the team in general is clicking on yeah. basically all cylinders. I think we're 29th against the pass, which isn't great. But we knew going into the season that our weakness was going to be our secondary. Right. And really, that sounds a lot worse than it is, 28th against the pass. I think I saw another tweet by Ruben Frank, actually, where um, through seven games, the Eagles like set an NFL record for least rushing attempts against them. It's like 113 or something. Like teams aren't even trying to run against them. Yeah, you guys have a very good, front, good, great, very and good. And they run think defense. they can exploit exploit us through the air. I think, but and also teams are often losing to us, so they have to pass. But uh, right. all that's neither here nor there. But I don't know. I mean, I just can't. I can't bitch about him right now being six and one. But I feel you in that I'm not sitting here. I'm not jerking off yeah. Doug Peterson the way I'm jerking off uh, right. Wentz. Right. So. So, but big news from this game is two big losses. 
for the Eagles. Yes. I put out a poll, actually. I want to see how that finished. So um, Jason Peters goes down yep. first, or no, was it Hicks? Got no, Hicks went down Hicks first. goes off first. Yeah. Peters goes down second, and I I had, I kind of, well, it's not funny, but like people on Twitter were saying like, oh, he might not, like, sources say he might not be done. It's like, dude, they just put his, like, he had to get lifted off the field. They have his, like, yeah, knee he, in an air cat, like. No way is he not like out for a big yeah. period of time. Side note too, there was an awesome Jason Peters chant going on oh. in the stadium. I thought that was cool. But uh, I mean, yeah, that's nice. I also liked on TV the Redskins players actually were up and clapping, showing a lot of respect. Okay, mutual yeah. respect there. Well, and the whole bench cleared, like not, yeah, yeah. There was like nobody on the sidelines, but um, yeah. So we actually got a, a solid turnout for this poll, twenty nine votes, which I was happy with. Woo. But um, so twenty nine votes, and I said, give me the L. And a healthy, a healthy Jason Peters over the win tonight. And I said, what do you guys want? Healthy Peters or a win over the skins? 72% of those people said, give me healthy Peters in the loss. Yeah, I mean, that's that's tough. That's your starting left tackle. Right. That's the blind side. Well, now you got to big, bring big V in to do right. the dirty work. And even mid-game, I got into this conversation with the guys I went with. If I had to rank Eagles that I don't want injured, like, obviously it goes Wentz first. Yeah. I'm going Peter second, Lane Johnson third, because these are the guys that I find mainly responsible for keeping Wentz healthy, who's one. Then I'm going Cox, then I'm going uh, Malcolm Jenkins, and then six, I'm going Hicks. Hicks. And so we lost two and two six. six. Not great. No, not good at all. So, uh, I mean, you got Big V back there. Um, I remember I, I was scrolling through our followers, and uh, I saw an inaccurate tweet, which I meant to, like, I had to fact check the guy, and then by the time my Twitter like came back up, it would I missed it and I couldn't find who it was again. But either way, he tried to say Big V's played the most snaps at tackle for us uh, the last three weeks, and that's not true. But uh, it's been 165 snaps for Peters, 126 for Big V, and 98 for Lane over the last three games. But 126 snaps—that's basically like two full games over a three-game stretch. Yeah, and uh, I think it's it says something that we beat those three teams and, and Big V did play that many snaps. So I don't know. I'm hoping against hope that Big V can hold up and Yeah. Well we keep moving. But it I, helps it helps. That Panthers got... game was a mess. They kept blitzing off the right side. Yeah. Yeah. When he was playing there. So I don't know if we switch Lane. Um I saw Lane talk about uh how there's kind of a murderous rope coming up on the right side. A lot of like defensive players like to come off the same side all the time. So I guess uh that uh, what's his name for the uh, Cowboys leads the league in sacks or Marcus Lawrence? Yeah, he's coming off the right side, I guess. Von Miller, I guess, comes off the right side mostly. Well, I see, and he's coming. I up. always thought it's kind of the NFL now is just like they scheme to get against your worst guy, right? So, I would, I mean, I would anticipate Big V seeing a lot of pressure because yeah. they they know he's a backup and they're going to try to expose that. Yeah, that's so what I would anticipate. You probably might see a little more sell it because he's our blocking tight end more. Yeah. Um, staying in on routes or, or whatever, but at least chipping. A lot of running backs chipping on their way out to help Big V and stuff. So there's ways you can work around that, but I'm really hoping, dude, if Big V kills the season for us, I'm going to be so mad. So uh, there's that pretty much. But a lot of promising shit, though, with the Eagles. So I don't know. I told you, like, what was this, like week three? I said there's a lot of magic in there. Seems like we're winning games that we would have lost last year. So Yeah, hey. These, these are two big these are two big injuries, and we'll see how it impacts moving forward. Obviously, this week, it shouldn't be that big of a deal. They're playing the 49ers, 
who are 0-7. Yeah. Should take care of business. Mm-hmm. But Do you want to go right forward. to that pick before we do Jeff? Sure. Okay. So we got 49ers at the Eagles. Eagles are giving up 13 points. They are 13-point favorites. That is a lot of points. That is a large-ass number. For a team coming off a short week, yeah. losing two, two of their top, top six players. Sure. Meanwhile, the 49ers just got blown out, but before that, I think, have been within... They lost like, every game by like three points. Yeah. Now they're 0-7. So, right, they are 0-7. But there's a there's a thing. There's a lot of motivation to get a first win. Uh-huh. T- teams who haven't won a game yet, typically are going to... The effort is there. It's not like they're laying down. Yeah, we both agree the Eagles don't lose this game, though. Absolutely. I can't imagine a scenario in which the Eagles... If you lost this game, that's just an embarrassment. I mean, they'll play... If they lose the game, it's a bad game. It's just a very bad game that they play. Yeah. It's poor coaching if they lose this game, honestly. You you can't let your guys get down for this game. Like, you have to win this game. Right. Put put your throat... Put um, put your foot on the throat of the division and get to to 7-1. So, at that point, it becomes, as far as the spread's concerned... If we assume the Eagles win, it's by how much? Sure. You said you're taking the Niners? I have to take the Niners because it's 13 points. And I just... this is These are professional teams. It's not like college where you see a ton of blowouts. I mean, blowouts happen in the NFL. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. But a lot of games are decided by seven points or less. So when I see double digits, for the most part, if I have to... If I, if I had my choice, I wouldn't pick this game. Right. But since we always pick... The Eagles game, I have to take the plus points. Right. I just have to do it. I can't. Especially coming off the short week and missing those guys. Right. I'm taking the, the points. 49ers now, plus 13. Now, um, just because we skipped this part, I've struggled this year. I'm 13-20-2 on the picks. Yeah. Having said that, I'm 5-2 and two on Eagles games. Yeah. Now, you are 14, 15, and 1. You're right. five less games than me because you were paying a house or whatever and forgot to make picks the one week. Yeah. But. Tough week. So, I've had some success with the Eagles games. Now, I haven't differed or gone away from you have not. picking the Eagles. You've picked the Eagles. Eagles themselves are just 5 and 2 against the spread. Right. Um, this one was tough. I told you when we were prepping for this, this might be the week. But. I'm going to stick with the Eagles. Jesus Christ. You're never picking against them. You'll never pick against them. <laughs> Here's the thing. You will never do it. This is the week to do it. But no, anyway. I think the Broncos might be the week to do it if Von Miller is just going to be eating big Is it at life. Denver? No, it's in it's in Philly. So it's probably going to be a juicy spread, especially if the Broncos lose a third in a row. Yeah. Anyways, that's for next pod. But okay. um, here's some stuff here. So the Niners' defense is 28th They're not good. in yards. Their offense is 20th. So... They just suck on both ends of the ball, right? And then they got that shitty-ass quarterback. C.J. Beathard. Yeah. Come on. Dude. Guys, Iowa faithful. Yeah, the guy is hell. <laughs> um, the Eagles are number one in the NFL against the run. Now, you could say that that might struggle a little more without Hicks, but it, it's not Fletcher Cox that we lost, so no. it's less has, has to do with the run. But So we're number one against the run, which is what the Niners can sometimes do well mm-hmm. out of the things they do on offense. Where we struggle... I'll put that in quotations because I don't think it's that bad, but I think the 29th in the league is misleading because I think that's how teams think they can beat us, but whatever. 29th against the pass. Is CJ Suckhole going to beat Carter. us? I don't know. I don't think so. I think we're going to completely take away the run, and we're going to say, hey, you got to beat us now, and I think he's going to turn the ball over. So I think I think this is w- really tough because of the huge spread, but yeah. when I thought about it, I thought that I don't have a problem seeing us win by two touchdowns. Yeah, the one thing that 
the 49ers have going for them is they have Kyle Shanahan as their coach. And he's at least creative offensively to utilize his talent to the best of their abilities. And to the best of their abilities has gotten them to 0-7. <laughs> but they've played a lot of tight games, so... Niners would win just as many games if I was the head coach so far, so... Yeah, I mean... Okay. <laughs> sure. I mean, you're right, but sure. Yeah. So, all right, I'm going Eagles minus 13. He's going Niners, giving the points. Yep. Let's go to some Jets. So, yeah, the Jets last week had a chance to go to 4-3, and three and really should have. They were up 28-14 to 14 going into the fourth quarter. And can we repeat that? The Jets had a chance to go 4-3. and three. Yeah, they Reminder, did. Reminder, before the season, I picked them to go 2-14. and 14. You did. That is long gone. You picked them to go 3-13, and 13, but then changed your mind right away and said, somewhere in there I missed a win and said 4-12. and 12. Yeah, I did, because it's just, it's really hard to be that bad. It's and hard. they've shown that they can't do it. Yeah, and you know, fun fact, guess who's second in the league in completion percentage? Probably McCown. Josh McCown. Yeah. Dude, he's not bad. I know. What's up, man? Can you imagine having him as your backup quarterback? It's it'd be great. so relieving. You could just sleep well at night. I get, yeah, I guess. <laughs> I, yeah. I, sure. I mean, we got Foles, which I'd cry about if he had to come in. But he seems like an alright backup quarterback, too. You also once said Nick Foles is the best quarterback in Eagles history. You wear it, no. wear it right now. No. I made you leave my apartment because you said that. I didn't say that. You said that. I said that he had the best season. You said that. No, I said, yeah, I said he had the best no. season in Eagles no, history. No. He threw 27 touchdowns and two picks. He did. And I said he had the best season, not the no, best. No, no, you said he was the best. Not that he was the best. No, no, you said right, he was well, the best. well, that was misunderstood. No, no. You thought he was the best. You were drinking the Foles Club. Okay. <laughs> anyway, so the Jets, the Jets just couldn't do anything in the fourth quarter and let Matt Moore come in. We injured Cutler. I think he's got cracked ribs. It's probably a blessing in disguise for the Dolphins. Yeah, you fucked up. Cutler sucks. You should have not hit him. You don't want to hit Cutler when he's back there. But, I mean, he, he, he'd actually done okay during the game, too. But, yeah, it ends up they end up coming down tying it, and then we uh, end up, I think McCown threw a pick in our... His only his pick... He threw three touchdowns and throws a bad pick. Right. Our, like, two plays after we get the kickoff in our, in our territory... Miami kicks field goal. 17 unanswered points. Yeah. Just a really bad win. Yeah. It's a real shame. Like, at this point, the Jets season is so stupid because it's like, now we're not bad enough to like get a really high pick to get one of the quarterbacks. That might be a blessing, though, because they all look shitty. Yeah, no, nobody's like doing that great. I wouldn't want but, any of those people if I were you. Like, eh. if I had that high pick, give me like some dude, linemen. Dude, but you know what's going to happen come April? Or come they're March, they're all going to get hyped up. They're all going to get hyped up. So like, settle down. They're all going to be high picks. And well, somebody, no, yeah, I'm sure they will. Somebody, but that's why you don't somebody, want the pick. Somebody will be graded high. Like everybody will get turned around on them. You don't know. Sam Darnold. There's so many injuries to that UC, USC team right now. They have like one of the longest injury list in the in college football outside of I think the North Carolina team might have a more. So like he doesn't. He's missing like three of his five starting linemen. Skill position players are out. Not saying he's looked great either. Josh Allen's just trash. <laughs> I think he's dead. I haven't heard a word about Josh Allen. He sucks. That guy shouldn't even be drafted. Give me Josh Allen over, God. over uh, Sam Darnold. Anyway. Sam Darnold. So the Jets season is pretty much just... I think you tweeted out that Sam Darnold's a bust. No, I didn't. I swear you did. No. Because I don't think I did, and then I saw it on <laughs> if, I, if I did, I, I was hammered. I saw it on our Twitter page, I thought. <laughs> no, I don't think I did. I'm pretty was sure it Saturday? 
Yeah. I think. Oh, then it, ha- it was me then. Yeah. All right. Anyway. So anyway, anyway. Subconsciously, you think he's a bust too. No, well, like you just said, nobody's been really <laughs> doing that great. Anyway, it's just a lame season for the Jets. Like whatever. We look. We could have been four and three. Now we're three and four. Like we'll probably finish five and eleven. Like whatever. So. I don't know. This week, I think you might have a better team than that. Yeah, I mean, they keep surprising me, which is just, it's fun to be, I guess it's kind of fun in that regard. Just like, I don't expect anything. I expect L's every week, right. so it's like, oh, we're playing well. Right. Look at these guys. Yeah. I mean, I, I like all the defense. The defense has been great. I'm very excited about that. It's just, what offensive player can you get excited about? Yeah, there's no, like, young like, no. guy to no, build around. No skill guy. Like, like they, with the Eagles last year, even though they didn't go to the playoffs or anything, every week it was like, what's Wentz going to do? Well, yeah. I want to see you Wentz. You know, a quarterback. Even, like, if we had, like, a fun running back. Like, Matt Forte's old. Bilal Powell's, like, a third down back. That's yeah. what his role is in this league. Yeah, you don't We don't have, have uh, like, Safarian Jenkins is probably the most exciting right. skill player like, we have. Like, even if... Even if you didn't get a quarterback, but you got Saquon Barkley, like every week next week, next yeah, week, I'd be mean, like, you'd be like, hey, let's. See I what really Saquon hope that's does. not what hap- that not what happens because I'm not a fan of drafting a running back high in the draft. But anyway, that's he- now we're here nor there. Uh, this week, the Jets host the Atlanta Falcons at home. Mm-hmm. They are four five point dogs at home to the Falcons, who just coming off a loss to New England. Yes, back to back losses. They had the embarrassing loss to the Dolphins. They did. Who look like shit tonight, by the way. The Dolphins... I, I'm sorry. Both the, you and I couldn't watch it. We turned on how The Dolphins tried. aren't good. They should have lost to the Chargers. They should have lost to the Falcons. No, they suck. They're not good. Shout out to Zach. They suck. They're not good. They're not a good team. Yeah. They're not a good team. The, there's two teams in the... I guess the Bills might be okay. It's the Patriots division. Just... Yeah. Everybody just wait for Tom you, Brady to you retire. You know who else is not that good a team? The Falcons. Yeah, I'm... I'm eating a little crow on them this year. I thought... They had a lot of good players, but I guess missing Shanahan, like Shanahan leaving, has just Super Bowl hangover, man. Well, there's that, but I also think Shanahan leaving, he was such a big part of like Matt Ryan's success. I think they had the offense humming. Like you, you, you've seen time and time again this year, the Falcons second half they can't make adjustments. Right, they're up seventeen nothing on the Dolphins, and then don't score a point. Yeah, like that's it, part of the parody in the NFL. Is yeah, that every time your team. Becomes good enough, they just ravage your fucking they team. Lo- you lose play, but the all thing the coaches. Was, are the gone. thing that I was more excited about was they didn't lose a ton of guys off offense. They lost their offensive coordinator, right? So like the the talent is all there. Well, and they got that drunk Steve Sarkeesian. Yeah, in there. they do. But and even their defense, they have so many good young players on defense. I just thought this was just a team that could put it together and keep keep being competitive. Like not necessarily go back to the Super Bowl, but I thought they'd win their division. No, yeah, I thought I thought they'd be pretty solid too, but. They kind of suck. Anyways, where, where are you going this game? <sighs> this is not a fun one because I feel like the Falcons, this is their bounce back week. Yeah. Like, everybody thinks they're trash now, and it's like, ah, we're going to put up some, like, Julio's going to go nuts, but I, I'm taking the Jets plus five because I just, they, they continue to play better than I think they will, uh-huh. and home dogs yeah, typically play you, better. I know you love the home dog. I like the home dog. I'm excited because we disagree again, so this is two opportunities for me to pick up games on you there, yeah and i need it <laughs> you do <laughs> so you took the easy way out by quote-unquote forgetting to make picks the one week while i took a bunch of l's so, i mean yeah <laughs> believe me i didn't, I didn't catch forget. you on the win percentage yeah but, uh go buy a house one day yeah. see if you make all your picks <laughs> but i'm just gonna roll with the falcons because i just think they're the better team i mean yeah i don't hate you uh, for it 
Who knows? Man. I can't argue. It's like, all right, I'm you know, just win by one fucking touchdown, please. Going right. to the home dog. But hey, if I I will gladly hand, hold the L on that one because come playoff time, I really I'm not that scared of much teams. But if it's like the Falcons, I don't I don't want to play them. I'd rather play some other shitty team. You also don't want to play them at home. Oh, we won't. At home, well, obviously now. Yeah. But at home, their their speed. I really comes think up. the NFC is going to go through the link. Wow, man, week seven. Here we are. Yeah. I mean, they have a what a two game lead. I in the division, two and a half. Oh uh, no, the Cowboys are th- three yeah, Cowboys three. are three and three, and we're six and one, so two and a half. Two and a half. And the Cowboys play and Redskins play. Yeah, this week. So go Skins. All right. Um. Yeah. So let's make our picks then. Let's do it. You won, so you get firsties. Yeah, I won. I going two and three. Sick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually picking. Don't the- listen to us, people. We suck. <laughs> I've done. I mean, if you take away my first week, I've I've made you money. But uh, yeah, overall, I've lost you money. <laughs> it's, it's a fun way to play with the stats there. Anyway, I'm picking the Cowboys and Skins game. I picked that one too. I'm taking the boys minus the two. Okay, I took the Skins plus two. Fantastic. Fun week, yeah. Fantastic. I am very concerned. I'm surprised they're a home dog. They are a home dog, and you're going but, against it. But here's the issue. Okay. Short week. Yeah. And how many offensive linemen did they lose? They lost Morgan Moses. They lost Sheriff. And Trent Williams is banged up. Yeah. That's my problem. Okay. Not to mention, Sean Lee and Jalen Smith should play for the Cowboys. So that typically helps them in pass coverage a little bit. Right. With Sean Lee. I just think... Well, he's always leading that team in tackles. Too. Yeah. I just think I just think they, they, they kind of know what they have to do against them. And they'll beat them. Run, okay. run the ball. Zeke, Zeke will do well. Here's here's my skins thing. So they got three losses on the year. They do. Two Eagles, e- Eagles, Chiefs. Yeah, they've you lost could, the good teams. You could argue it's the two best teams. And can I say, football. Kirk Cousins played really well against you guys. I thought he played fantastically. Yeah. Especially, he in the second half, he was just making fantastic throws because you guys were down his throat the whole second half. As soon as they lost their offensive lineman... The pressure on him was insane. Mm-hmm. So I was pretty impressed with him. So then here's the rest of the Redskins. So you can just be thinking to yourself, listen to this pod, like, okay, they lost the Eagles twice in the Chiefs, so they can't be good teams. Cowboys are a good team. Well, they beat the Rams in their in the Rams' house, sure. which Rams... That's solid. I've seen power rankings where they have a second in the NFL, which is probably that's, high. But, that's ridiculous, right. but they're solid. Right. They sure. beat the Raiders at home, like the mm. Skins at home, by 17. Um and that's a neat, that's that's a trap win. Yeah, and then they or barely beat the the, the Niners at home, which is not that great a win. Yeah. But my point is, they can beat good teams. They can play. They're yeah. at home. If you made me pick before the season, I would say the Redskins and Cowboys split. So it makes sense that the Redskins win sure. at home. And I'm taking the two points. You're taking a logical. You're, I, I'm pretty impressed. Thank you. You have a logical bet for a change. Thank you. I'm I'm very proud <laughs> of you. To give me uh, give me your next one. We both got two to go. Uh, I'm picking the Raiders at the Bills. Okay, I don't have that one. I'm taking the Bills minus two and a half. Okay. Home favorite. Thought, yeah, I thought about that one. But I don't um, have to make the Raiders. I've been that way all year. Yeah, they're going to miss Lynch. Not that he's been fantastic. He but he's He doesn't old. suck. But, um, yeah, it's just one of those things. They're traveling across the country. I don't think they travel well. I the It could be cold weather up in Buffalo. Yeah. Um, so, we'll see. And who knows... Derek Carr's like one hit away from just being out of the game, and the Bills win. So I don't know. I th- I think the Bills aren't bad. 
No, the Bills actually are the best. And I think I think people are kind of getting pumped up about the Raiders because they beat the Chiefs. Yeah, it's a Thursday night game. Like you, it's a toss up in my opinion. True, but it, it's a long week for the Raiders to get ready for this. It is, but they're traveling, so I'm taking okay. I'm taking the Bills minus two and a half. I'm gonna go Bears plus nine and a half at the Saints. Um, the Bears, I believe, are two and zero under Trubisky. They are through really no help of his own. He threw seven passes last week. But I think what that did, <laughs> what that did though, when they were playing early in the year with Glennon, they were letting Glennon loose. Guys throwing like four fucking picks a game, and so they just let the quarterback get out of their way. Yeah. And they're going Broncos old school Tebow is what they're doing, and they're like, look, we're gonna pass seven fucking times. They're basically trick plays when they pass. Yeah. Because at that point, you're not expecting the pass well, ever. Trubisky has the threat to run. He's actually pretty athletic. Right. And so they've just simplified it. They have good running backs. They have a pretty decent half halfway defense, at least. At least no, their defense week. is quality. Yeah, their defense is very quality. They so have a good front seven, and they they've don't. They've just they've simplified it all. And if you pay attention to my picks all year, and you've, I've probably just said it out loud too, I'm not a Saints believer. You aren't. So, but they they're on track to win that division right now. They are. And their defense. The thing is, their defense is playing a lot I better. Will not believe in their defense until they play an offense that I deem to be like, yeah, that's a really good offense. Then okay. they do their defense thing too, but. Anyways, because it's just the Saints, dude. I've been born and raised like Saints defense sucks. That's how it is. Okay. Um, but yeah, dude, give me nine and a half points. Against you're making logical p- picks this week. I'm yeah. really proud of you. Okay, thanks. We'll, s- we'll see how it goes. Yeah, I like it. I stayed away from that game just because. I just thought nine and a half. That's a big fucking number. It's a big number, but I can't. Like, so like, let's just say, the Saints are at home. So number one, they play a lot better at home. They're okay. better offense at home. All right. Can the so okay the Saints score. You what you don't expect the Browns to, or the sorry the Bears, the Bears to score a lot like of the Bears have to keep this game under they have to keep the Saints under thirty I think they would have scored three points last week if it wasn't for their defense correct <laughs> correct <laughs> so the Saints you okay have to, they they have to they have to keep them under thirty is it a lot to ask for me to say that the uh, Saints scored twenty four I don't think this is a lot not crazy but they're at home they're very good at home so then I just need the Bears to score thirteen or no sorry 15. fifteen that's a weird number you do. We'll say 16. Three field goals on a touchdown. Yeah. I can get three field goals on a touchdown. All right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that was a stay away from me. I'm okay. just... I'm not ready to take anybody who only throws seven passes against an offense that can score. All right. Fair enough. But hey, nine and a half points is a lot of points. So I, I like I like kind of where your head's at. My last game is Broncos at Chiefs. I'm taking Chiefs minus seven. Home home favorite. Oh, wow. And you know That's why? That's not your style either. It isn't, but guess what? What's that? Andy Reid had more time to prepare. <laughs> and god damn it, when Andy Reid can prepare, he's a hell of a coach, man. <laughs> whatever the, whatever game they have after their bye week, you can put it down right now. I'll be picking that game. Yeah, I probably will too. <laughs> Cuz Andy Reid with it's, time I is think just he's had like one loss in his life come Andy, off a bye. Andy Reid with time is like the second best coach of all time. <laughs> Bill Belichick is still the top, the best unfortunately, but like Andy Reid's the second best. That's it. He's amazing. The first 15 plays of offense will already be scripted. They've been practicing the past well, here's the two thing. days. It's ready. They're going to score on their first two drives because he has 15 plays set up I'm already. pretty sure they had a week off after the NFC Championship game before Super Bowl in 2004. They did, but that's different. Still lost that one. But but who were they playing against? Bill Belichick. The best. Yeah. Ah! There you go. Eh? <laughs> All right. They just didn't figure out how to run the no huddle. <laughs> that's fair. All right, so my last one's going to be uh, Steelers minus two and a half at the Lions. Okay. I thought about this one. Yeah. 
And you would have taken the Steelers? I was leaning that way, but go ahead and take yours, and I'll tell okay. you why I didn't take it. Here's why I did this stat alone. The Steelers are number one against the pass. Yeah. 147 yards a game. I saw that, and I said that out loud to you. I was like, the fuck? I was like, that can't be right. 147 yards. Now, they they played Kaiser and other shit-ass quarterbacks. Flacco, Dalton. Right. But still, that is an impressive-ass number. And the Lions cannot run the ball to save their goddamn lives. Right. So if you can take away the pass, what are they doing? Do you know the last time they had a 100-yard rusher was 2013? Yeah, it's pathetic. It was Reggie Bush, Reggie wasn't Bush? it? That's really hard. No, you bust one eighty-yard like, run somebody, by accident. Somebody and it's happened. I think the other week Amir Abdullah got up to ninety-four yards. You just got to pound the rock at that point. <laughs> they couldn't. Do it. It's been four years. A hundred yards? No, they they don't they don't want to run and they can't run. I don't know, man. Yeah. And here's why I didn't take it. Okay. Number one, Steelers are never as good on. Well, I shouldn't say never. They typically don't play as well on the road. That's fair. first off. Number two, the the Lions are coming off a bye, so they've had time to, time to prepare. Right. Three, Martavius Bryant has created a sideshow in Pittsburgh. All that combined, I was like, eh, not taking it. But this is a game, this is a classic game. It's like Steelers should win. They were just looked impressive right. at home against the Bengals. They, they just beat the Chiefs. The That's fair. But the whole Juju Smith Schulster losing his bike and then having it found by police. And Twitter having nonsense over it might give them some help. Might give them some help. <laughs> also, Le'Veon Bell released like a rap single, so that's pretty exciting. That's got to be good news. It's, it might be. Yeah. I don't know. I haven't <laughs> listened to it yet. <laughs> I probably don't want to listen to it. Yeah, me either. Um, but yeah, so I, I don't know. I feel I still feel pretty good about that one. Again, number one pass defense versus a team that sure. can't run. So Fair enough. Uh, uh, recap, I'm going Eagles minus 13, Falcons minus 5, Bears plus 9.5. Steelers minus two, Redskins plus two. And I'm 49ers plus 13, Jets plus four and a half, Cowboys minus two, Bills minus two and a half, Chiefs minus seven. There you go. A lot of disagreement. We have three where we're actually head-to-head disagreeing, so that's a fun week. It is a fun week. Hopefully I can pick up some much-needed ground. Yeah, uh, I guess we'll have to like do winning percentages to figure this out now. now that, yeah. Unless unless there's a week you're just like, nah, I'm not going to do it this week. Yeah, to nah, make it even. Get your bi- it's a bye week. I had a bye week. That's fair. You can have your bye week if you want. Maybe. Uh, I'll, I probably just want to pick them anyways. But either way, I'm clearly losing. I've picked five more games. I've won less win. Yes. <laughs> so <laughs> It's really nice. <laughs> whatever. I'll pull a 5-0 and out here, and you won't do better than 2-3. and three, So that'll really help. Um, so what do you think about your beer? Love the beer. It's a four-two-five in my book. Mm-hmm. I love this guy. I love this style of beer, this Belgian ale, triple. Smooth, delicious. Would like to have another. Okay. Four-two-five. Wow. You can follow me on Untapped and on Twitter at the same handle, at Petsky41. There you go. Um, I'm going to say mine is, I don't know, 375. Oh. That's solid. Yeah. Um, as far as the logger world goes, it's still not beating Yingling in my mind. Yingling's just a great logger. Quality logger. Um, but this was good. I have absolutely nothing bad to say about it. So, I mean, it was point. Eight percent. So maybe if you're looking to get blitzed, not your first pick. But other than that, if you're just looking to chill and drink a beer, this, this is pretty solid. But you know, reach further back in the fridge and get the Yingling if it's there. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at awolf31 and Untapped at alexwolf31. But more importantly, you can follow the whole podcast at uh, Microbrew Sports. No, not Microbrewed because there's a space issue. 
but at microbrew sports we like to debate i think i got into a pretty good debate with uh, our buddy zach the other day and i'm always debating pete on there as well so uh you know you can always keep up with your latest eagles jets mavs sixers flyers penguins uh who am i missing phil's yanks content on there yeah it'll be exciting to see who the yankees and phillies bring in mm-hmm. that's kind of like what's on the my, my put uh pull out here yeah i think we should do that managers. for each manager yeah so see who people like but uh yeah until then uh we'll catch you guys next week and uh let's get ready for some football